What a beautiful way to start Music Sunday. Thank you, Liz. Well, good morning, everybody. Peace be with you. We have a wonderful divine service this morning, and it's divine because God is here with us, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We have some announcements that I'd like to have you take a look at in your bulletin, and um, they're right in the middle there. So um, June 5th is the election day, so we will be hosting uh, the polls here, and so if you have any kind of time at all, want to uh, come by and just greet our neighbors, um, I would appreciate that, and um, don't forget to vote, okay? And then right here, this is um, really a, a, a big treat, as um, you've heard me mention, and perhaps in your conversations with Steve, um, about um, Annie Cyrus. And you can read there, but it, it's, it's a compelling, heartbreaking story that started off not so great. But now she is under uh, Christ and not the burden that she was under, under Sharia law. Annie was uh, born in Iran to a devout Muslim family, and she suffered many, many years of abuse. She was, at the age of nine, no longer considered a child, and so she went through the rituals of womanhood. And so she was sold to an older man. And further, a couple years later, standing before a divorced judge with swollen eyes, a dislocated shoulder and broken bones, the judge did not want to hear about the abuse at the hands of her husband. And this is when she decided she had to escape from the brutal Islamic regime. So Steve has uh, arranged for her to come out, and she changed her schedule just to come and, and share with us. Uh, on June the 13th, correct? Did I get that right? Yep, June 13th, 6 to 7, right here. So please, if you have time, come. This is not uh, a platform to uh, spread hate. It is a platform to be educated about the evil that is known as Islam. And all of the people that have come to speak with us have left us with this when asked the question, what do we do for and with the Muslim people? And they all say, pray for them. Pray for them. Islam is, a, is not a, a religion, it is a political ideology, and as Steve has educated me through, they've got, from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, all of the things that if you are a good follower of Islam, that you do. And so we need to understand when others say, oh, it's not so bad, Islam as a, po a political ideology is death. So please come. Tell a friend, bring a friend. You will not be disappointed. You might be a little bit heartbroken, but when you see this woman and listen to her speak, your heart will be warmed to see how the spirit 
of a person guided by the Holy Father can emerge out of even the worst circumstances and come out as a bright light like this young, brave woman is. So please consider coming to that. Today, as I mentioned earlier, is indeed our Music Sunday. And so we've got some beautiful music coming, and, and thanks be to uh, Liz and the Chancel Choir for that. And uh, we're also celebrating birthdays today. So uh, we have some cupcakes. I saw those, and I didn't touch them. It was hard. But uh, please come afterwards and fellowship with us, and, and let's sing happy birthday to those that uh, have uh, experienced uh, uh, another trip around the sun, okay? So now I think what we should do is stand, and we will have our opening hymn, which is Let All Things Now Living, found on page 557 of your Lutheran Book of Worship. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, 
Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is God. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, your Son, Jesus Christ, is our true Sabbath rest. Help us to keep each day holy by receiving his word of comfort that we might find rest in him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. You may be. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 282. Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. We will read Psalm 81, verses 1 through 10, responsively. Please see the pages in your bulletin. Psalm 81, 1 through 10. Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Begin the music, strike the timbrel, play the melodious harp and lyre. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon and when the moon is full on the day of our festival. This is a decree for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. When God went out against Egypt, he established it as a statute for Joseph. I heard an unknown voice say, I removed the burden from their shoulders. Their hands were set free from the basket. In your distress, you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear me, my people, and I warn you, if you would only listen to me, Israel. You shall have no foreign god among you, you shall not worship any god other than me. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of Israel. And I will fill it. The third reading, the epistle, is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 through 12, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1798. 
2 Corinthians 4, 5 through 12. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show us that this is all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading this morning is from St. Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28, and chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1555. Glory to you, O Lord. Amen. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields. And as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. Now the Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And he answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only, only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And then he said to them, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now another time, Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. And Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. And then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil? Deeply distressed, he looked around at them in anger. Their stubborn heart said to the man, 
excuse me, let me start over that. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. He said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That story that Jesus tells about David and his men going into the temple as they were hungry really must have rocked those Pharisees. They were looking for a way to usurp Jesus. They were looking for a way to catch him. And if you remember at the end, they partnered up with the Herodians. There's a case of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Amazing what men will do to justify themselves or to to somehow uh, save their own Bacon. Yeah, I just went there. But they were more uh, concerned about keeping their position in the temple as the leaders than they were of dispersing the gift that was given to them by God, his holy word. They were all about what's in it for me. They were all about Jesus is bad for business. And so they do conspire to overthrow, to impeach, if you will, Christ. They went so far as to take a single gift given to us by God and make it law. Here's a little lesson in in proper division between law and gospel. We read in Deuteronomy that the Sabbath is set aside, that you work six days and then you rest. God took a rest. This is, this is not law. It's a gift. It's good for you. But those Pharisees twist it, and they are looking for things to do. And Jesus, isn't, this isn't the first time he argues with them about it. Now, what would this look like in today's world? Did you know that every year in the United States that 2,626,418 people die every year? That comes out to 6,775 people each day pass away. 
In fact, in the time that it takes me to deliver this sermon, well, actually, I'm not going to spend an hour here, but by the time we get out of this divine service, 282 people will have died. Well, why would you say that? Well, most people in this country don't give a damn about that. In fact, some in this church right now might be more offended by the fact that I use that word than the concept and the reality that 282 people will die in this hour and many of them don't know Christ. He said a bad word from the pulpit. And I apologize. But I wanted to get your attention. We are more concerned about the way we look and the way we speak and the, the impression that we make on an outside world than we, than we are about sharing the truth, sharing the gospel. As a people in this land that is broken, we don't care for our neighbor. Most don't. God steadfast love. God's steadfast love. The word is Hased. God's steadfast love has said. It's difficult to translate in part because it's difficult for us to comprehend a love so great. His love, God's love, eclipses our frail human hearts. So the best way to describe this to you this morning is like this. Our love is like the morning dew that quickly evaporates. God's love is unyielding, tenacious, persistent. Who's chasing who? Our love is like a blooming flower that fades and dies. God's love is everlasting, and his mercies are new every morning. Our love is like the ocean waves that come and go. God's love is immovable, rock-solid, and trustworthy. So what does it look like in these frail bodies of death that we walk around? And Paul says, who will save me, O wretched man that I am, from this body of death? And he says, thanks be to Jesus. So what does it look like when we, in these bodies of death, clothed in Christ, respond to his call, respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit to go out in love and love our neighbor. What does it look like? Well, let me just tell you, yesterday, there was a wonderful gathering by our sister church, Victory Outreach. 
And there's a young man, many of you know, his name's Skyler, or he goes by Sky. What a joy. What a joy. Well, Sky comes up to me and he says, hey, pastor, can I talk to you a little bit? And I said, you bet. He says, we have just had this wonderful ministry that went out on midnight on Thursday. All throughout this nation, people from, or the ladies actually, from Victory Outreach, the ladies, went out at midnight. And they were ministering to prostitutes, streetwalkers, the least of these. They went out to the streets where they were and they engaged them. And they loved on them. And they invited them. They invited these daughters to come the following day to be served, to be loved. And so on the Friday, these ladies came. And what they found was a group with a servant heart, clothed in Christ, that said, sit down. Let me wash your hair. Sit down. Let me cut your hair. Sit down. Let me give you a mani and a petty. Yeah. Loving the least of these. And it didn't end there. The following day on Saturday, they invited these women back to hear the gospel, to feel the Sabbath rest that Jesus gives us to love them where they're at, to hear the life-changing news, the gospel. Jesus, Jesus is the gospel. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. We need to share him and not put limits on him or on other people. Now here this, please. God is love. His love for us is entirely undeserved. God loves us despite our rebellion and sin. Don't you know that while we were enemies, he loved us and pursued us? We were born out of our mother's womb enemies of God, sinners, in need of a savior. I'm no different, and neither are you, than anyone else out there, than the criminal, the prostitute, the liar. We are all the same. We are sinners in need of a savior. Thanks be to God that he sent his son to rescue us. He gave his son, our beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ, and he is the perfect expression of God's incomparable and steadfast love. Pastor, I need a a burning bush experience. I don't want to see a burning bush, and I'll bet you don't either. But come and hear the gospel. Come to the table and meet Jesus. Taste him. Receive his grace. Because it's there. Now, a little hard on us a bit ago, but you are part of that ministry that we have here 
including Victory Outreach. Why? How? You help support them and supply a campus for them to meet. They're filling up the parking lot. They're going out to the least of these. Why? Well, because they came from the least of these. You've seen these men. And before we got to meet them, we might be afraid of them. But there's guys like Skyler. They're not scary. They're ambassadors to the living God. They're ambassadors of Jesus. You pray for them. And you love them. Least of these, we are the least of these. And yet he still chose you. How wonderful it is to be given the power to be called the children of the living God. How wonderful it is that through our baptism that Christ, his righteousness, became our righteousness. We are clothed in him just like that beautiful robe that the father came out to that son that went wayward and he wrapped him around in it. You are clothed in a robe of righteousness and you didn't do anything for it. Did you choose him? He chose you. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. We can... We can work on a Saturday. We can worship on a Saturday. We can worship on a Sunday. There are some factions that think that we're doing the devil's work today by worshiping on Sunday. Oh, wicked, wicked. That's Satan getting in there like, well, you know, you didn't dot your I or cross your T. No salvation for you, right? No. Jesus came. Jesus is the above the law. Jesus is Lord. And he says, which of you wouldn't get your donkey or a child out of a well that fell in during the Sabbath? Come on, guys. We need to keep the main thing the main thing, and that is we need to rely, take comfort in our baptism. We need to rely that everything that needed to be done was done on that cross by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is the rest. i got to be busy. Martha, Martha, Martha. No. Just receive. The good food, the foretaste of the Sabbath rest that's coming forever and ever face-to-face with Jesus. Just receive. Stop worrying about working. Stop worrying about what others will think. Go out and love your neighbor. That's all he allows and all he wants for us to be as ambassadors to him. In the name of Jesus, amen.
congregation have something for you with gratitude and love for all that you do the beautiful music that you put in the time that you put in and, and we are grateful and so here's a card that has been signed and also some beautiful roses and thank you so much you're a blessing Will you please stand again? Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of
Let us now pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, you are a loving God. You are love. And you showed us your love by sending your one and only Son to come and walk with us. Fully God, fully man. You introduced us to your nature through your precious Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that. Father, thank you for the gift of the Sabbath, that it is made for us and not man for the Sabbath, and that the law was fulfilled in Christ, and that we don't add anything to the righteousness that has been imparted onto us through his work on the cross. Let us rest in that, Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up this church in Victory Outreach and all the churches that are Bible-based, that proclaim Christ and him crucified. Father, we lift them up for your provision. We lift them up for your, your molding into the church and the ministries that you deem are best. And we give you permission to mold us like clay into the church that you would have us be. Lord, in your mercy. Father, there are many today that are suffering, that are ready to go home to be with you. Father, we lift up their families and we ask for your mercy and your peace. We ask for you to prepare them and to not be filled with sorrow as those who have no, no hope, but as those that cling to the promise, that absent this body, we are face to face with you, Jesus. And we lift up those that are mourning loved ones who have recently passed or those that have gone many years ago. But we don't understand grief and how it works. And it seems to visit us, Father, at the most inopportune times. And when it does, I pray, Father, that we would look to you for our comfort, for our salvation. You are our rock. Let it, Lord, in your mercy... And so, Father, we do give you thanks for all that you do, all that we can see, and many, many, many things that we cannot. And we give all glory to you and are so happy to be able to be used by you as your children, adopted children, heirs to a kingdom. Father, we love you. And into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray for, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's share the peace and give a blessing to our neighbors.
David, are uh, you going to do your solo now? <laughs> Will you please stand? Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus took the cup and, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven,
Jesus is our Sabbath, amen? amen. Jesus is our rest, amen? amen? Jesus is our Lord, amen? amen? Jesus is the gospel walking with us, amen? amen? Well, I heard you all corporately together confess your faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. You confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and Savior. And so come, the table of the feast to come is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you up. Shepherd me, O oh God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death into life. God is my shepherd, so nothing shall I want. I walk in the meadows of faithfulness and love. Shepherd me, O oh God, beyond my wants. 
You know that Jesus loves you. You know that he died for you. You know that we didn't earn it. Then why is it so hard for us to grab onto that and doubt that sometimes? Well, I can tell you that there is a liar out there. And the liar takes inopportune times to try to separate you from the truth that is proclaimed here in this church and all churches that preach Christ and him crucified. 
we need to hear these promises over and over again. Why? Because when things happen, when we're about to transition from this world to be face-to-face with Jesus Christ, Satan doesn't let up. And as we said in the past, he says, I know your past. And you can say, but I know my future. And I know your future. You have no dominion over us, but we have to encourage each other over and over and over again. Doubt is not a weakness. Doubt comes. Don't let the liar steal your happy. Don't let the liar cause you to feel blue. That's my prayer for you today. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Closing hymn forever on page eight.
thanks to the Lord, our God and King, whose love endures forever. For he is goodness above all things, his love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. The mighty hand down an outstretched arm, his love endures forever. 